Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, it's Rev T's jam right here. Merry Christmas to you, Rev. We appreciate you calling in and listening, pal. Merry Christmas to all. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy Hanukkah to everybody celebrating. Happy Chase Young is back day to everybody celebrating that. One person that may be celebrating is our friend Mr. Peter Rosenberg, King of New York, Hot 97, ESPN New York. Dude does more media than uh, Pat Sajak, I think, at this point. Peter, what up, man? How you doing? I mean, listen, I'm celebrating, but it's a a muted, nervous celebration with, uh, with the task at hand on Christmas Eve this year. So let's start with just the chase news, because one of the things that's crazy is uh, Ron makes the announcement. We open the phone lines up, and I'd say at least half of the people said they didn't want Chase playing. They wanted to have him wait till next year. Do you agree with that? Where do you stand on that? No, I, I, I don't agree with that at all. First of all, this is a team that has a – a legit shot at the playoffs still, um, it, 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 which is weird, by the way. That doesn't it doesn't feel like we have a chance anymore, or the same kind of chance, and yet we're currently in the playoffs. It's a very weird dynamic. But if you right. have a great chance to make a playoff run, and you've had a really good year, I, I want my best player, or, or potentially my best player, to be playing. And furthermore, just the level of worry I'd have if we don't see him this year. You just don't want that much time off the field. Like you, I understand people's concern, but they're acting as if, and B. Mitch could certainly speak to this more than I could. I'm no athlete, but don't you need to get back out there at some point? Like, isn't there a danger also to his long-term health if he doesn't have any real action for nearly two years? Yeah, it, 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 you get a little rusty and you lose some stuff. And I, you know, I, I want to see him on the field. I'm just, I'm just cognizant of to, to lower my to, I'm, to lower my expectations. I think too many times we get hyped that he's coming back and the fans take our hypeness as he he's coming back and going to be right what he was when he was at his absolute best. And I don't find, I don't buy that. I just think that like JP stated as the weeks go on if you end up making it to the playoffs then he, he may be hitting his stride by the time the playoffs come. Right. If he don't make it to the playoffs, he still got his feet under him, he got his his confidence back. He goes into the offseason and he maybe comes back next year raring to go. But you still, no matter how it goes, you get some level of success from it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's, that's exactly, that's a better version of exactly how I feel. 
it's worth it to get him out on the field regardless. And listen, last week, it's funny, up until last week, I think all of us would have argued, well, I mean, they don't really need him. Last week kind of felt like we could use him. So uh, I'm curious to get him back. Totally. I I think the thought of we don't need him was also kind of a convenient way for the staff to just, like, try to take some pressure off of him or off of them. You know what I mean? Because this thing was Mm -hmm. a pressure-packed scenario where people on both sides were kind of feeling it like, well, you you know, you activated this guy over a month ago. Like, what is taking so long here? Um, Ron also made clear that he's probably only going to get about 12 maybe 15 snaps here I I do think like to Brian's point it's important to measure those expectations at a pretty low level like I don't think he's going to get a sack this weekend the odds of getting one snack one sack in in 12 snaps are are, are pretty slim you for me and and Beamish and I kind of went on this uh on this analogy if this is a pitcher coming back and he could throw 95 when he's when he's really dialed in I want to see him hit 92. B wants to see him hit 90. So maybe we right. call it even and say we want to see him hit 91. Like, that's what right. this is about for me. I, I, I agree 100%. And, you know, listen, 12 to 15 plays, it's enough to start getting his legs back. It's enough to give a rookie quarterback something to think about. I mean, we need to put this, – this game is really – we're going to be under – Taylor Heineke is going to be under immense pressure, and I heard you guys talking about it. On Monday's show, I'm on my way back to New York, and I'm sure the conversation continues, that, you know, Taylor could be on a short leash this week and, and, and with a really, really tough defensive front. So we need to be applying the same thing. If there's any chance that the commanders could have another shocking moment, and I'm not saying it's the same level shock of beating the Eagles when we did, but I don't know, guys, in my mind, I kind of view this task as difficult as I viewed the Eagles game. I think uh, when I just I had a, I'm looking at the um, social media things popping up and the notification said, you know, I heard a lot of talk about the possibility of making a switch to Carson, and they were saying, well, no, nah, we can't do it against the best team in the league. And this guy just said, so you bring him back against one of the best teams in the league, but you can't bring Carson back. It's just, right. listen, man, I think you're at a point where you're never going to get it right for everybody, but you know what? It's football. And I understand the mental hurdle it is to get back. But he has to get out there so he can start getting the mind that, you know what, I'm good. I can go full speed now. Because as much as people want to poop on it, they've probably never been through an injury. But it is a serious thing where that mental is the last thing that you get over. Physically, yes, I got it. But I have to be mentally tough enough to just say, I can't worry about the knee anymore. Exactly right. And yeah. I, and also, I I really hope, do you guys, do you th- first of all, do you agree that there is a short leash for Heineke, and I just want to be clear that I don't agree with that. I, to me, it is Heineke's team to finish the year. I, I understand he's limited. I get that. I just don't want to deal with – you know, for some reason, I can live with Heineke's fumble the other day trying to do too much. I hated it. But I'll live with it over watching Carson Wentz just throw a mindless interception that I know is going to happen against San Francisco. Like, I, I don't think Heineke should actually be on a short leash, but based on everything you guys said about the warm-ups, et cetera, it sounds like he will be. I just think that it's about getting into the playoffs. If things aren't working and they keep saying they need more from the offense, I don't see how you – if things aren't working with Heineke, I don't know how you can't try something different. I, I, I think, Peter, to your if you're asking, is Heineke on a short leash, I think absolutely. To the point where okay. – 
I, I won't be shocked if we see both quarterbacks. Ron, in an interview with me earlier this week, admitted that he thought about going to Carson at halftime, but then Taylor came out and had that really good drive to start the second half, and that kind of put that on ice. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I think it should be Taylor's team, and you got to just ride this out, the good and the bad. But I, I don't know that that will be the case, especially considering – Listen, man, the NFL in a lot of ways is a self-preservation league. Oh, and yes. they traded a lot. They traded a lot of draft capital and paid Carson a lot of money. And keep in mind, like, as long as Dan owns this team, I don't think anybody's polishing a resume right now. But if there's a sale and a new guy comes in or a new person comes in and starts looking at wins and losses and trades and salary cap allocation – you might have to prove this is a good move. And and maybe the Niners aren't the team to do that. Maybe it's the Browns the following week. I, I did want to – this is an unpopular opinion because all anybody wants to do is scream about running the ball. And I do think the commanders have to lean on the run this week against the Niners. And I do think they got away from it far too much against the Giants. And and really I, think, I think that may have cost them the Giants game. Mm-hmm. But I think – there's a flaw in the logic that they got to run the ball really well this week. The Niners are really, really good at stopping the run. They've given up fewer than – I think it's fewer than 60 yards in the last three games. They're yep. giving up 75 a game in the against the run this season. I think to win this game, not to keep it close, not to cover, but if they're going to win this game – I think Taylor Heineke has to go out and win it for him. And I think it's got to be a lot of play action and a lot of really accurate throws. Do you think he's the guy to do that? Um, Listen, you need to get an unlikely win and have a a hero spot. How can you take Carson Wentz in that spot over Taylor Heineke? If he's shown anything, he's shown that in a big spot, he somehow, some way ends up usually rising to the occasion. Uh, I, I would roll with him. I think he's earned it. Um, yes, I'm frustrated about the second fumble in the game last week. I don't even know that I could be mad at him for the Thibodeau play. And by the way, guys, prepare for 10 years of hell with Kayvon Thibodeau. I, he's a nightmare. <laughs> well, he hell, forgot there's another guy down there in Dallas too now. Yeah. Exactly. There's a, there's a couple of nightmares that we have to deal with. But um, I think I think Heineke's earned it. I'd rather have him have the shot. My question for you is, why don't they run? Why don't they run more plays with him getting outside the pocket? Like, why uh, do they drop him back so you're much? Talk, you're speaking to the crowd. You're, you're preaching to the crowd here. We've been asking yeah. that question since last year. It's become interesting this year. I mean, actually, Taylor had his highest rushing total for a a long in a long uh, probably all season um, Sunday night against the Giants, and he, I think he went for oh just over thirty yards. I think he went for thirty three yards. Um, I, I think some of it has been Taylor has become a little bit reluctant to run. I think he's become cognizant of putting his body on the line and not being able to maybe make all the throws after he takes a bunch of big hits. But he got he took a lot of big hits. He was hurting um, after that game. Yeah. That's what everyone so, said, yeah. I mean, dude, I saw him in the locker room, I guess, yesterday, and he, he could feel it. And he, he, was, he admitted to such. Um What's your feel for this game? You think uh, the Commanders make it interesting? I, I do. I do. I, I think this is the kind of spot where I, I don't know that we'll win. Um, I, for the second week in a row, I certainly wouldn't touch it from a, a pick or bet standpoint. Um, but I do feel like what's made this team interesting under Ron Rivera is the way that they step up in, in tough spots. Um, 
And this goes back the last couple of years. Not to say they haven't had their moments where they really dropped the ball, because let's be clear, Sunday night, that, that was a very winnable football game. But it seems like when the deck gets stacked a little higher against them uh, is when they're at their best. Uh, I do expect them to keep it close. Um, and my, my prayer is that this defensive front has a great day um, and, and can really wreak havoc on a rookie quarterback. Because last week, listen, I, I heard you guys talking about it. They really were bend, not break for the most part last week. It, it's true. They really did mostly do the job. But, guys, Saquon Barkley has not looked the way he looked last week in, in the month prior. He, we made him look electric. That again. last drive, he was electric. It was, and I'm just like, wait a second, why is this happening right now? So I, I really hope that um, our defense is able to be electric. That's the only way that we win this game. I know you're saying it could rely on Heineke, and obviously that's a, that's a scary spot to be in. Not that he doesn't have the heart for it. I just don't know that he has the, the skill set to do it, so we'll see. Mm. Um, last one, got to let you run, but uh, I know you were at the Giants game last weekend. What was it like being back at FedEx? Did you enjoy yourself? Um, first of all, my, my favorite part of being back at FedEx was going and, uh, and meeting up with JP, Brian, and uh-huh. seeing what a, seeing what a sports, what a pillar of the DC sports community he's become. It was a very proud moment to get to see <laughs> JP in his element. I love that. Um, then they had us up, they had us up in the partners suite, which was oh. a really, it was a great time, but guys in classic commander fashion, and I had a great time and I super appreciated them having me. Why did they have the windows out? It was freezing. They had the windows <laughs> removed. That's what they do. That's what they do in Philly, boy. They don't shut the windows. They, but they're different. The, by, by the way, they're crazy in Philly too. <laughs> I don't need it to feel like I'm on the field. Shut the damn windows. But no, nah, you know what? It was a great vibe. Too many Giants jerseys, but it's always when we play the Giants. It's been even in our best days. The Giants had one of the biggest fan bases here, so I, I expected it. You know, Mike Phillips has a great quote. He's like, man, this is D.C. There's 20,000 people from everywhere. So yep. every every visiting team, you're going to get a ton of them. The Giants, with the amount of people from Jersey and everything here, there's it's always going to be Giants fans. Yeah, yeah it's like totally. double. If it's 20 for everyone, it's 40 for the Giants. Yeah. Hey, um, appreciate you all right, year, Peter. man. Sincerely, I hope uh, maybe you get a little time off here in the next little while. Uh, today, I'm about to do my last show of the year. I'm very excited to talk some Carlos Correa. We Aaron don't have Judge. that luxury. You guys you guys working tomorrow? Oh, I I'm am. flying to San Fran, but we're working all next week. You're working all oh, I guess it's a big time. I, I say about we. I ain't say we. I mean, you're not French. <laughs> <laughs> I am working next week. Uh I appreciate you guys too. Have a wonderful <laughs> holiday. Everyone over there, I appreciate you. I right, you too, brother. All right, thank you, Peter. Appreciate it. I do want to take this time to encourage one more time a possible simulcast of the Maryland Mayonnaise Bowl on both 980 and 1067 next weekend. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. I I know the sponsors are lining up. The listeners are lining up. A simulcast on both 980 and 1067 of the Maryland Mayonnaise Bowl would be terrific. When we come back, let's make some bets. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Santa Barkley is coming to town, and he's delivering $20 million in gifts this holiday season to all FanDuel customers. It doesn't matter if you've been naughty or nice. St. Chuck has something for everyone. Just check out your FanDuel app for no-sweat same-game parlays, bonuses, and all sorts of stuff that you'll find with that you'll feel with holiday cheer. New to FanDuel? Now's the perfect time to sign up and remember to use promo code BRIAN. The app is easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great promotions, and when you win, 
you'll get paid instantly. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book and get in the holiday spirit with $20 million in gifts from Santa Barkley. FanDuel Sportsbook is official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. Priced total dependent on customer participation. Wager requirements apply. Gifts awarded as a non-withdrawable site credit or free bets. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.